0: Blog Talk Radio. Ah, oh, Stu, 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 what's your motive? And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu, the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, February 10th, 2010. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu, the Wine Guru, coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do As you know I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 16463814860 or email me your questions at info At stewthewineguru.com. Or you can go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts and ask me any questions or them any questions you like. Just have fun. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that The Power of the People Meets the Power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stew The Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner, so look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 video series that can be viewed on both YouTube or my website, so check those out. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, the number, I'll repeat it, often through the show, one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. 381 4860 or if you're shy, and of course, there are a few of you out there that are like that, and you prefer the computer, email me your questions at info at studentwineguru.com. Of course, the chat room's there, you can get in the chat room, and like a mosh pit, Get all your info out there and all your questions asked and pop with people and, you know, mix it up. Uh, let's see. You can also find out about the question of the night. So that's something that if you want to answer, you can answer via those, those ways of doing it. Later in the show, my question of the night, speaking of that, is what is the best wine festival or wine tasting you have ever been to? Get ready on the phone get into the chat room, or email me that one. We'll talk about some industry updates in my segment called It Through the Grapevine. After that, I'll give you my review of great value-priced wines. Today's wine is a great wine from Napa and around $20, so you'll definitely want to stick around for that. I'll make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week. Also, in my segment, Stu's Restaurant Pick of the Week, I'll be making a restaurant pick for you, so when you travel... I'll have a spot for you to go to that offers great food and great wine as well. so stay tuned for that First up, I have an announcement to make about an upcoming some upcoming shows the original and sole intent of my show is to enlighten, educate, and enjoy the wonders of wine. I have many years of experience and a great thirst for knowledge. So I'm gonna try to bring on the show people who are enthusiastic about wine as well as from many different angles. You'll notice that I have an educator on one week, a winemaker on another, and a celebrity on yet another week. The one main thread running through these shows is The enthusiasm for that my guest and myself share for wine. So, moving forward, you, the listener, will get a variety of views about wine from a myriad of sources on the show. I'll always keep it entertaining no matter what. Now on to my heard it through the grapevine industry update. This article is from Wine Spectator. The article is called Cornell's Enology School Takes Shape by James Molesworth. Here's an excerpt. Cornell University has been involved with agriculture since shortly after the Civil War. Today, the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences is the third largest college of its kind in the country. While the area's farmers have long benefited from the university's expertise, the state's wine industry has been as lucky, has not been as lucky until now. True, Cornell had a grape breeding program since the late 1800s, which played a pivotal role in the development of hybrid grape species, but it wasn't until recently that the Ivy League institution had a full undergraduate enology and viticulture curriculum. It's been a long process, said Dr. Ian Merwin, a professor of horticulture who's a specialized who specialized in tree fruits for most of his 25 years at Cornell, before recently adding wine grape growing to his resume. But now we have the commitment, he follows. The new program was given its impetus after the arrival of Dr. Susan Henry, who was hired as the Dean of Agriculture and Life Sciences in 2000. Henry and her husband, a wine buff, attended a benefit for Cornell shortly after her hiring, where she met several of the area's winemakers who impressed upon her their desire for a program that could turn out qualified students for New York's wineries. The area wineries were recruiting people trained in California, so not necessarily with cool climate experience, said Henry. So we really felt there was an opportunity to fill a niche market there. Okay, my thought on that. Finally, a chance for an East Coast university, let alone a prestigious one like Cornell, to get a program, and now it puts New York and the East on the map for enology, I think it's great. I hope more schools on the East Coast follow suit. Next is from Wine Spectator as well. It's called Gavin Newsom's Future, Political or Viticultural? Here's an excerpt. Two-term San Francisco mayor, Gavin Newsom's political future, appears to be uncertain. Recent interview with the New York Times, Maureen Dowd, Newsom talked about getting out of politics. In a couple of years, you'll see me as the clerk of a wine store, Newsom said. A Wine Spectator Distinguished Service Award winner, Newsom is well versed in the wine industry. Before getting into politics, he opened the Plumpjack Wine Shop in San Francisco. Plumpjack Plum has si- since grown into a small empire with student-type wineries, several restaurants, clothing stores, and hotels. However, when he became mayor of San Francisco in 2003, Newsom put his portion of the company in a blind trust. The mayor's office was quick to head off speculations on Newsom's plans following the Times interview. In a statement to the San Francisco Examiner, a Newsom spokesman said that the mayor was speaking tongue-in-cheek about the issue and would remain in public service. However, in a follow-up interview with San Francisco Chronicle this week, Newsom said, I wouldn't work at the wine store. I would work at the winery. Unfiltered, we'll see what he has to say the next time we spot him at Wine Spectator's California Wine Experience but we really don't understand all the fuss. In an interview just before he was elected mayor, Newsom told Wine Spectator, I enjoyed being a wine merchant. I liked the romance of it, talking about it. I liked opening and closing the restaurant, being a host. I'd be happy to go back and do that. And who could blame him? Well, my thoughts on it. It's a tough, new, competitive, and uncharted world out there for people getting involved in the wine industry. He's an old pro, and if he goes back to what he knows to be you know what he knows, so be it. By the way, Plump Jack is incredible wine. Remember if you have any questions, I have answers. so call me at one or email me at info at its com or get into the chat room like Felix. and what's your opinion? In fact, we have a good old friend Felix from New Jersey. And let's see, snowy? Yes, I'm sure it is in New Jersey. It's got to be. Uh, with the reports that I've gotten from the the Weather Channel and uh, the local news here, uh, you guys are just—you can't catch a break. And yeah, if you were down here in Florida, let me tell you what it is—it's a bone-chilling 72 degrees. Yeah, it's real rough. I'm telling you, how to put a sweater on. It was, it was getting crazy here. Anyway, I kids. Okay, now let's talk about some great value-priced wines. All righty. So today's choice is from Napa. It's a 2006 Franciscan Cabernet Sauvignon. The notes on this are ruby red in color, nice bouquet of black currant, dark cherry, and black berry. and of sweet vanilla, mocha, and tobacco add a nice complexity to the dark, dense layers of fruit. The mouthfeel has generous body. The flavors are of currants, cherry, cocoa, with a rich, lingering finish of plum and cassis. The average price you'll find this is I rate it 93 points. It's a fantastic cab at a great value price. All right, on to Stu's pick of the week. All right, every week I choose a red and a white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. This week's red is a 2008 Hedges DMS Red. This is from Columbia Valley in Washington State, a blend of Cabernet, Merlot, and Syrah. The notes on this are aromas of dark cherry, cassis, and hints of tar, tobacco, and sweet vanilla. Black cherry and black, blackberry fruit. Continue on the palate with dried herbs and licorice. A nicely balanced wine with enough acidity and tannins for extended longevity. And it pairs really nicely with just about any food. It's really, really very, very uh, versatile. Now, here's the kicker. The average price you'll find this for is around $10. Yes, again, I always find them out there for you. $10. So, Felix, you want to check one out? When you're going out to check out the uh, Franciscan Cabernet, Go pick up, spend $10 more and pick up the CMS, the Hedges CMS Red. It's awesome. It's really, really good. You'll enjoy it. It's a good everyday wine that you can just drink with anything by itself or, or pair it up with something else too. Alright, my white wine pick of the week is a 2007 Antonori Vermentino Bolgari. This is from Italy. Notes on this are, now, I'll explain to you about Vermentino. Uh, It's a a wine, but it just has a real strong personality. It's straw yellow in color with a little greenish hues. It's very intense, fruity aromas, and it's typical of that grape. The palate is tangy, harmonious, very lingering, and pleasantly mineral. 100% Vermentino from the Tenuta Paso vineyards near Bouldery. It's on the Tuscan coast south of Livorno, just so you know, get an idea where things are. Yes. And and uh Felix just kicked in here with uh sounds like a steal at ten bucks. Absolutely. The major, major, major steal at ten dollars. It's uh you know, you know how I find them. You'll you'll try it and then you go to my guy. Wow, I can't believe where did this, this wine come from? But yes, uh Vermentino, excellent. Uh oh, for, for, from Sardinia you saw one? Okay, so that's uh close to Sicily, the southern southern coast. Okay, uh let's see. We'll move on to, oh, and I'm sorry, the Vermittino, you should be able to find for about $24. So just so you know, it's not an inexpensive, about a moderately priced, mid-ranged um, wine. But Antonori has been making wine since the beginning of time, probably the Roman era. So uh, you definitely want to pick that up. Good, good white wine. Okay, so the restaurant pick of the week. Let's go to that. All right. So if you're going to be in New York City, tonight's restaurant is from New York City, uh, my hometown. It's called Mocha Restaurant. The address, 1588 2nd Avenue. If you want superb, and I mean superb, I don't use that word lightly, an authentic Hungarian food, and you're going to be blown away by mocha. It's like grandma used to make, if your grandmother was Hungarian, of course. They have great goulash, chicken paprikash and great duck. Very family-friendly, a good atmosphere. It's casual and a great value. I'll give you an example. The average entree, and this is true, we're in New York City. a place has been around for about 20 years. The average entree is between 10 and $15. I kid you not. So here you are if you want to go out into New York and get in a relatively, well, definitely from New York City, an inexpensive entree. And your dinner should not cost you for two people more than maybe $40 maximum. Maximum. That's with tip. You can call them at 212-734-6470. So if you're in New York City and you love Hungarian food, run over to between 82nd and 83rd Street and 2nd Avenue and stop in at Mocha Restaurant. Definitely. All right. On to uh, upcoming wine festivals for you to check out. February 13th and 14th, yes, Valentine's weekend. If you're going to be in Washington State this weekend, then get to the Lake Chelan Wine Valley to having what they call the Red Wine and Chocolate Festival. What a great way to spend Valentine's weekend. All 14 wineries in Washington State's newest wine region participate in the two-weekend event where winemakers pair specially selected red wines with sumptuous chocolates and other treats. Many of the wineries will host special tastings and dinner events at the wineries scattered along the north and south shores of Lake Chelan in central Washington. So if you want more information on that, you go to www.lakeshelanwinevalley.com, one word. Okay? If you're going to be out in Long Island, New York, between February 13th and March 21st, you've got a whole month right there and change get to the Long Island Winterfest Jazz on the Vine Concert Series, okay? Uh, What that is is over 60 live jazz gigs in winery tasting rooms across Long Island's East End. Every weekend, afternoon, I think it's 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., something like that. So you've got plenty of time to kind of waltz in there whenever you feel like it and check out some incredible jazz, of course, and some great wines that Long Island has to offer. And I have to tell you, um, a lot of people, it's kind of like the unsung hero of the East Coast when people consider, um, you know, Napa Valley has been well-known for, you know, ages for making incredible wine. And the, probably one of the better places to get wine now is Long Island. It's actually, you know, they've been making wine, but it hasn't really gotten the name. So I, I urge you that if you're going to be in Long Island at all, or if you can be in New York, just if you can be in New York. Uh, you know, you can always get over to Long Island. It's really easy. You know, take the LIE, or you can take the trains, any way you want. Um, yeah, so, it's going to have, they're going to have incredible, let's see, incredible jazz musicians paired with some of the world's finest wines right in Long Island. And here's the best part. It's free. It's right. Nothing. It doesn't cost you a penny. So for more info, go to www.liwinterfest.com. Uh, We've got somebody else in here. Uh, let's see. Kimberly Smith. All right. What's up? Here we got Kimberly. Welcome to the chat room and the show. And I just noticed yeah, that Felix says he loves jazz. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You're in Jersey, so Long Island is a ride for you. But if you think of it this way, the only thing you going to cost you is your ride there and your ride back. And if you want to play it smart, Take the uh, Penn Station, go into Penn Station through New Jersey, take a train. Don't take a car, and then go from there. Grab the uh, Long Island, to LIE, or go on the uh, trains to L- out to Long Island. Hi, Kim. Welcome. Um, the question of the night, by the way, just so you know, at the top of the um, chat room is, what was the best wine tasting, well, and or wine festival you ever attended? Check it out. And uh, let us know. Let's see. Top of Vermentinos. Sardinia delivers excellent wet wine uh, for the summer. Oh, I see. You gave me an, a, a website. Thanks so much, Felix. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, you go to www.intowine.com, uh, and then you'll just, I guess, put in Vermentinos, and it'll give you all that, that information. Cool. Uh, lots of tolls. Thanks for the time. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Take the train. I used to do this all the time. You know, I'd go out to New Jersey. I used to go out to uh, for business. I used to go out to Weehawken. I'd stay in Weehawken. Now, I I could easily take the um, ferry into right into across you know right to, across the water into um, Manhattan. But when I would uh, when I was a single man way back in room I used to uh, you know go take the train into Penn Station, and then from there I'd go out to Long Island or wherever I needed to go. So. There you go. You don't have to worry about it. you don't have to worry about tolls. It costs you whatever it costs you for the, the uh the trains. And hey, you're not driving, so if you want to drink, drink as much as you want, Felix. Alrighty, let's see where we were. On to my question of the night, as I mentioned earlier. So, what was the best wine festival or wine tasting you have ever been to? I'll take your calls now at 1-646-381-4860 or all of you out there that are shy on the phone, email me your answers to info at studentwineguru.com. Again, you can get into the chat room. Uh, I saw a few people in there that, you know, start to get in there and uh, whatever happened, they got a little shy. Not a problem. Don't be shy. Felix doesn't bite. And let's see. I can see some email answers. All right. Great. Got this one coming in here. Let's see. First one is from David's kid from... I want to see if this is right. Kind of shocking, PA. It says, Stu, I've downloaded your shows from iTunes. Great stuff. Loved your show last week with May Pang. Anyway, my best wine festival was on a trip to California last year to the San Diego Wine and Food Festival. It was awesome, great food, incredible wines that I had never tried before, and great weather. I'm going to go back this year for it. Love the show and your videos, too. Ooh, okay. Cool. Well, thanks, David's kid, for your email and your compliments. Okay, San Diego, definitely a good, fe- definitely a good festival. I've been there before, enjoyed it immensely. Okay, let's go on to the next one. or I tell you doesn't pay to get old. I have to get some glasses here. Um. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just read what Felix
0: wrote. Said I never thought of that. Use mass transit for drugs. <laughs> No, no, I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting, Felix, that you get drunk. I'm just saying that you, you, know, you can drink and have to worry about driving. That's, that's basically it. I'm not, I'm not trying to purport here or uh, support anything regards to over-drinking or alcohol abuse. So I just want to say that uh, and get that out there. Uh, very important. <laughs> anyway, okay, so this one's from Dane Wine from Lisbon, Portugal. Very nice, listening in Portugal. I'm liking that. And she says, Stu the Wine Guru, I love your show. I came by it on Yahoo when I read a review on your wine you did, on wine you did, okay? My favorite wine tasting was at my home recently with 20 of my closest friends. We did blind taste tests, okay, and of different blends and I gave out prizes and we had fun. You have a unique and entertaining take on wine. My friends and I will keep listening. Open oh, to God though, Stu. Well, thank you for your email, Dame, and keep the wine tastings going. They sound like a blast. I like that. You know, you you got prizes. <laughs> wow, that, it, it sounds like you're on like uh, like Oprah or something. Okay, thank you for your email, and uh, let's get on to the next one. All right, what do we got here? The next one is from Box of Wine from Rigo Park, New York. Hey, hey, and it says Stu. You are the bomb. My girlfriends and I listen to you every Wednesday and learn a lot. We are 22 and new to wine. We just went to a wine tasting at a restaurant called Nature D's, and it was great. We tried about 30 different wines, and we liked them all. Thanks, and we will be listening again next week. Okay. Well, thanks, Box. And uh, let me shout out to Rico Park because I lived there about 20 years ago. Great neighborhood, right on Queens Boulevard by Booth Street. So uh if you're listening, uh you should probably know where that is, not too far from the left rack building. If the left rack building is still there. In fact, I remember a couple cool places. Let's see. Uh not to get nostalgic here, but I'm gonna wax a little bit. Uh I remember there was like a place called Lemons. God, this is like twenty years ago. Talk about your memory trying to like, you know, get take out the cobwebs and go back called Lemons, and there used to be a pizzeria in Uno that was great to hang out in, and there was this great bowling alley that you wouldn't even know it was a bowling alley. It was like on the the corner of a street. You walked in actually on the corner of the street, and all of a sudden there's this incredible, tremendously big bowling alley that you would never have known of from the outside. So if that still exists or if that's still around, if you remember it, hey, great. If not, okay, I'm just enlightening nobody. (laughs) Okay. Finally, my thoughts on the subject. Okay, my best wine tasting was at a vineyard in Napa called, oddly enough, we just talked about it earlier this evening, Franciscan. I went with a few colleagues from the trade, and we tried a flight of different red and white wines paired superbly by the vineyard's in-house chef. It was great wine meets great food. I mean, spectacular. There's no other way to explain it. We had... um, we had the chef come over and as we did the tasting, first he brought out the, uh, the food and he put it out and then, he brought, then they brought wine in. Uh, we were in a, a private room. Um, I mean, we were just treated like kings. And the beauty of it was, this is something that you wouldn't get if you went to Franciscan um, as, a, as a tourist as part of the trade. So it was really, really nice. And um, we tried a variety of different wines, and great wine. As I've mentioned to you before, I, I always talk about this because to me this is one wine that sticks out in my mind, of course, the Franciscan Magnificat, uh, the Meritage that they have, um, probably one of the better red wines out there, 45 or so dollars. But um, that that I got a chance to try when I was there. I got a chance to sit down and, and sip on that while we were waiting to uh, actually do our wine tastings and uh, and and have the food brought and brought to us. And I mean they literally filled my glass uh maybe twice with that wine because it was just that good. There's certain wine that you spit and there's certain wine that you, you know, um you know, you swallow because it's good and you just enjoy it. Uh Magnificat, one that if you're gonna if you try the wine tasting or anything like that, that's when you definitely want to swallow. That one you want to finish and linger and and uh you know, enjoy and just Cherish the moments that you're drinking it because it's just phenomenal wine. But anyway, I, I digress. So uh, again, you can call me at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. If you have any questions, you can also email me at info at stewthewineguru dot com, or, as Felix has and others, you can get into the chat room and. Um, you can ask any questions you have. Uh, I, I know we have somebody, Kimberly, or L. Kimberly, and she's saying hello. Uh, I can see that you had some problems earlier, but no problem. Glad to have you, Kimberly. And uh, you know you can call in as well if you'd like, if you have any questions. But while you're in the chat room, ask any questions because this is live. I can I can answer any questions that you're interested in. Uh, and as well as you can chat with Felix as well. He's somebody that's uh, into wine and uh, has a, a bit of knowledge, a good good bit of knowledge there. So, um let's see what else let you know about future shows as i mentioned earlier at the top of the show my goal is to get a variety of different people on as guests uh i'm I'm looking at also not only the wine educators as i've had in the past jay nichols from la blue um but also the winemakers like tom Eddy, as you've heard in the past and um i'm looking at in addition to the celebrities like I've had May Pang on, um, I'm looking to get more celebrities who are wine enthusiasts as well. And some that, you know, may not be, but, you know, just have a little bit of an interest, but, you know, want to learn. So, uh, you know, on every level. So I really, I, I'm leaving the, the show open. It, it evolves on a week-to-week basis. Uh, in addition to that, as I mentioned about a few shows back, I have been uh, and very happily inundated with uh, calls and emails from the winemakers, the wine producers, and various wine-related companies that are interested in getting involved with the show for sponsorship, uh, and that sponsorship would include, of course, coming on the show, calling in as a as a guest, and uh, talking about your wine-related product. Uh, I do commercials. I set up commercials, as you've heard in the past, when I've had uh, a wine sponsor on. I create commercials for them, whereby 30 second spots that we talk about the different uh, wines that they make, or for argument's sake, if it's someone that makes something else that's wine related, we would do that for the company. I also put up on my web page um, the information about that particular show upcoming, so I promote it. And I also have it on my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so this way, when someone is interested, they can uh, look forward to hearing that show. The beauty of this show, and I'll let everyone know, is that it is then, once it's recorded, it's permanent branding for your company or your uh, vineyard, for your winery, and for whatever you do wine-related. So the nice part about that is is that you can then use that, that show for uh, promotion. And it is downloadable onto iTunes as soon as we finish recording the show, It then becomes within, you know, minutes available on iTunes. So then you can download that and listen, of course, anytime you want, if you're downloading um, songs and all that. It's free, so you can subscribe free to iTunes. And every time I do a show, it'll automatically go into your iTunes um, uh, tray, if you will. You'll be able to get uh, access to it and listen to it. So it's amazing technology the the way it works, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to utilize all of it. As I write my wine reviews in addition. Uh, That's another thing that I offer a potential wine-related company. So I just wanted to, you know, get on the bandwagon for a moment, uh, shoot the horn for a second, and uh, tell all people listening out there who are interested, who have companies that they may want to utilize and come on to the show and talk about, I am more than open and more than willing and happy to do so. And uh, you can get in touch with me, of course, at info at com, and email me your questions in regards to what I call my wine Marshall program, which is sponsorship. Or um, you can also go onto my website and watch some of the Wine 101 videos that I've done. Some of the companies that I've recently done Wine one videos for, I'm in talks with to potentially do some pitching as a pitch man, if you will, for them. So, um, you know, something that you want to, if you're interested as a, a wine company or a vineyard, uh, that's something else I can offer as well. All right, let me just see what else is happening. Uh, I see, yeah, everybody's talking about snow uh, in Philly. Well, Ms. Smith is in Philly, yeah. I, I heard you guys got nailed. I mean, just seriously inundated with snow. I was, I, it's amazing, you know, it's, it's again, it's, being a New Yorker, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Remembering the snowstorm in New York, and I think New Jersey had it, had gotten it as well. And Felix, you'll um, correct me on this one, but back in, I think it was seventy seventy eight. I want to say there was this incredible snowstorm, and uh, it really just inundated everybody. So let's just see. So, Stu, this is from the Smith. It says, Stu, some years ago I taught wine classes for beginners. The most asked question was about Food pairing. I'm I'm new school. I really feel you should drink what you like and eat what you like, although certain rules like matching the weight of the wine with the weight of the food works. What's your opinion? Okay, so I'll give you my opinion on it. Personally, I feel it works this way. You can go old school and uh, you know, reds with meats and so forth. Ah, This is the way I look at it. Everyone's palate is different. Everyone perceives wine when they bring it onto their, into their palate and uh, taste it completely differently. They check, they taste the different nuances. So I feel, you know, it's best to start with some sort of um, direction. And yes, food parents, you could do the old school way. But I also say, look, if you sit down to salmon and you like a really dark red wine and it tastes good to you, go for it. Absolutely go for it. Because I think it's, you know, you shouldn't be telling people this is the only way to drink wine and experiencing it and this is the only way to pair it. I think the best way to do it is taste the wine, taste the food. If you like the combination, continue tasting the wine and tasting the food. If not, change it up. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. So um, in answer to your question, Miss Smith, Call you Miss Smith if you don't mind. Because I don't know what the L stands for, but maybe you let me know in the chat room, and then I can call you that. Um, I definitely believe that uh, it's an individual thing, most definitely, uh, and every case is different. I do wine tastings. I, I I do wine consulting and wine tastings. When I host my wine tastings, of course, what I do to keep it, you know, kind of consistent is I work with a theme, if that be the case. We'll, we'll find out what they're serving, of course, ahead of time. If they're asking me to tell them what wine we're going to have first and then they build it around the wine, then we work it that way. But for the most part, I usually like to go with whatever they're uh, serving. And then, of course, I do the old school way, you know, you know, whites, chardonnays with maybe like lobster and things of that nature and, you know, uh, sauvignon blancs with uh, maybe chicken... Things like light a lighter fair and uh, you know, it's typical. So, it, it, hopefully, I'm answering your question, and uh, and you know, you get an idea of how I approach it. So, you talk classes. That's pretty incredible. Okay. So, and then the weight, the weight thing of matching the weight of the wine with the weight of the the food. Mm, you know, yeah, that's you know, certainly. I'm not saying it, that's not a way of going about it, and that hasn't been the way it's been done, but definitely. Um, oh, it's Lisa. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't read the rest of it. But that's fine. But uh, Kim, I will use Kim. Kim is fine. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully, I answered your question in the way that you were you were looking for. Uh, it, it's definitely. It, I enjoy that that concept of. I enjoy food and I enjoy wine, and I enjoy the concept of pairing it together. And I always find new ways. Um, I'm always learning, uh, constantly learning about food pairings. Because I feel you can never know everything; it's impossible. You can never know everything about anything in, the, in this world. But uh, the journey of learning to me is a beautiful part of about wine. Because you cannot—you can go your whole life and not drink the same two wines, and that's what's a that's that's an incredible thought. But it's the truth. So um, you know, there's enough out there. Definitely enough out there. Um, let's see what else we've got going here. Uh, there's going to be some great upcoming. Shows that I've got, I'm going to have some Australian winemakers call in, uh, which will be pretty interesting because they'll be calling a day later than the the night show. So for argument's sake, my show starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. They'll be talking to me at 11 o'clock in the morning the following day, which I find uh, you know a fascinating fact, but it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to have some people from, uh, I'm going to have some winemakers, great winemakers from uh, Australia upcoming, a couple of those. Uh, and I'm working right now on a few from um, California, so you'll want to keep listening because you'll you'll see I'll start promoting that uh, as soon as I get the the word to go ahead. And, uh, yeah, I have a couple of celebrities of which I'm not going to be releasing the information yet, but uh, you'll definitely want to be listening in because there's going to be some interesting people that will be coming up on the show. So, I'm checking again in here to see if Kim has any other, any other questions or um, Felix. If Felix has any other questions, by all means, ask them. I'd be happy to answer them. And I'm going to check in to see if we've got any email questions in while you guys are doing that. And we'll see what, what's happening here. Um, all right. <laughs> yes, Felix. People in Australia live in the future by one day. It's an amazing fact, but that is the case. So if you know you wanna ask them what things are gonna be like one day in the future, yeah. In fact, if you wanna you know, call in or ask that question when I have that winemaker on, by all means, go right ahead. I have no problem with that. Um, yeah, and I'm also, the fact that you also put down about South African wines, that is also someone else I'm gonna have, I, I, I am lucky enough to have someone who um, produces wine, both in uh, South Africa and also in uh, the States, part of a consortium who will be on. So that's going to be phenomenal. Uh, that's really going to be good. So uh, and yeah, and one of the wines that you're you're speaking about, you're talking about South African wines being a great value. They are, in fact, uh, one of the wines that I think is phenomenal is one called Goat's to Rome or Goat's and Village, and it's uh, about thirteen dollars. It's a Pinotage and uh, Syrah. Yeah, Pinotage and Shiraz, I think actually. Uh, blend. It's about thirteen dollars. I may have talked about it once before on the show, and that's a phenomenal wine and a great value. So if you if you love South African wines, that's what you want. the The wine that's indigenous to um, South Africa is called the Pinotage, which basically uh, is Sinsal and um, and I think it's a Pinot Noir and Cinsault? I think so. Well, I tell you, it's been a long. Long day. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, so you know you love Goats to Rome. See, that's a great, great, great one. Absolutely. So anyway, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, if I have any other questions from both Kim and or um, Felix, that would be welcomed, and I'll be happy to answer them in a moment. We've got some time left in the show. I'm also going to check. Let's see. It is. I was right. Okay. Thanks, Kim. And so, pinotage, right. That's oh, unbelievable wine, unbelievable wine. In fact, that's one that I serve I, I, when I do uh, barbecues here in Florida, which you guys will be doing. Hold on. I know Philly and, and New Jersey, you guys can't even think about a barbecue right now, but shortly when the summertime comes or, you know, you get closer to that, uh, spring and summer when you guys can get out there and actually uh, do your barbecues, the uh, goats in a village actually, and goes to Rome either one really are phenomenal with um, if you want to do it with barbecue fare, unbelievable. so what I end up doing is I have my wife uh, pour it while i 'm grilling up the uh, you know like the chicken and the and the uh, and the, the steak and the hamburgers and all that and then once we plate it, uh, we continue with that and I've had such a great success and uh people have told me what a really delicious wine it is. Either one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. you guys, that's fine. Oh, you're moving to Miami. Cool. All right, Kim. Good choice. You're gonna love it down here. I don't know if you've been down here before, but you're gonna love it. Absolutely love it. It's a blast. Miami's a blast. It's a great place to go. And um when you go, you've got my email address, uh info at Com. Before you come down, let me know. Uh, email me, and I'll get you a bunch of places to go for some great wine. If you haven't uh, already experienced it down here, uh, there's some phenomenal places. So I will take care of you personally, not a problem, all right? I'll get, I'll get you hooked up with all the good places to go for some wine and great places to go for bring your own bottle. So if you want to check out my site, uh, com and on there I have some places that you can, uh, you can check out. Um, I usually update it for you. All in fact, I've, I've been a little remiss. Um, I've been a little remiss at uh, actually updating my website. So uh, I had, I now have someone who's doing that, which will be you. Actually, have a person, which is pretty incredible, that actually does that. But I was doing it all, all the time myself. So that'll get updated, and that'll be good. Um, yeah, no problem, Kim. I, I, I see you, you'll be taken care of. You just email me. Tell me when you're going to be out here, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll email you a bunch of places to go. I'll let you know. Anyway, I think that's it for tonight. So let me thank everybody that uh of course, Kim and uh and uh Felix, thank you for, for uh getting into the into my uh chat room. And please, by all means, Kim, as a new member here and on on the uh on the show and on the uh chat room, please continue to come back. I really appreciate it and uh alright, you favored it. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> what else? Let me thank the people that emailed in their questions and their answers to my uh, question of the night. Uh, I want to thank everybody listening worldwide uh, and the people that emailed from Portugal. It was incredible. I'm I'm loving the fact that i got people all over the place. And let's see, what else? Uh, As always, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them at StuTheWineGuru.com. You can go to my website as well www.stewthewineguru.com and click the link for all my wine articles, videos to listen to and archived wine talk shows. As always, I say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. Have a great one out there. And Felix and Kim, stay warm. Oh, Stu, 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 what's your motive? And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine.